0: Hello there, and welcome to the Scotty Mac and Cheese Podcast. Oh, so glad you're here. Look, if you've always wanted to get into podcasting, I guess there's expensive programs out there you can buy, or you can listen to my special guest. I call him the coach. I've known Dave Sorge for 15 years. Now, he is a digital content specialist. He is a guy that knows social media. He is a trend watcher and a podcaster himself. And so he's going to help us out. First, I want to let you know That's that Scotty McWitchie's podcast powered by Markin Properties, five-star luxury with beautiful, luxurious accommodations. You can get two of those on Lake Lanier, north of Atlanta, or South Florida in Fort Lauderdale at this place called Villa Blanca. That's right on Middle River. Where do you see the pictures? MarkinProperties.com, M-A-R-K-E-N Properties.com. Dave, great to have you. This podcast thing has exploded, man.
1: Yeah, you know, really, if you look at the numbers, um, you know, and I, I, I don't know the exact number of podcasts this year, but I think in 2019, there was about 800,000 podcasts on Whoa. iTunes. So, you know, it's, it's an insane number. You start to look at the, the number of episodes, it, it gets up into the you know like 30 million 40 million i think it is at this point wow. so it's 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 an insane amount of content that's all available on demand so it's you know which it, obviously it makes it really hard to stand out and, and you look at how listenership has grown um, you know for the first i think the beginning of this decade you know it was very flat you were looking at 2011 2012 2013 it was all around that at 12 13% range and all of a sudden you know as as, as some of these Celebrity podcasters started getting in, getting into it, and and companies like Spotify started to embrace podcasting, right. and and I, and iHeartMedia I too. Um, right. saw this big explosion of of podcast listening. So it's about a, about a third of the population now listens to podcasts um, on a regular basis. Now,
0: a third. That's a big number. Of course, back in the day, we had social media emphasis on blogging, and and blogging's still a big deal. How would you just differentiate the two as far as not only popularity but how people can use them?
1: I don't think they're mutually exclusive. You know, I, I think if you're doing a podcast, um, that in some cases, if you're doing something that's really content based, which I guess all podcasts are. It makes sense to do a blog sometimes, especially if it's sort of informational. You know, I think that, and you, we learned this in radio a long time ago that, you know, having a message heard multiple times is always better for retention and, and the likelihood of someone's to take action on a message. But when you start to hear it in different mediums, then it even increases that even more. So, um, having having s- someone see your message online and then also hear your message in a podcast only increases the chance you're going to engage with somebody. And that's you know that's what it's all about at the end of the day is engagement.
0: What experience have you had, like, when you could see this emerge? Because one of the cool things I love about Dave is he was always about watching future trends, watching how the social media had changed in usage. It's kind of like a lot of connectivity between social media and podcasting and blogging. Uh, When did you start to see that there were some major shifts going on?
1: You know, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you exactly when it started to happen, but you're really starting to see a shift in, in how people discover podcasts quite a bit over the last few years. So, you know, if you go back... Two or three or even four years ago, most people were discovering podcasts through either iTunes or through social media. But iTunes is still a player in that game, but social media is not nearly as much of a, of a player when it comes to actually discovery that it used to be. So these days you're seeing um, discovery happen a lot through word of mouth. Um, And through, you know, through people talking about it on on other podcasts or from friends recommending podcasts to to their to their friends. You know, people have similar interests. So uh, that's to me, that's been the biggest shift is your is how people are actually discovering new forms of content and podcasting.
0: And they're kind of turning into cousins of each other, the podcasters. Kind of yeah. uh sharing sharing content, having special guests, another podcaster will join another podcaster on their show, well, do you it, call them shows or what
1: I do I mean you know i'm look, I'm an old school radio guy just like you, so uh, to me it's still it's still a show if you if you have a beginning, middle and end it's a show, right right for me, you know, I think that's the the most logical way to grow your podcast um and I know you want to talk about growing podcasts. Mm-hmm. i think to me you and I talked about this before about your podcast and finding someone has similar interest in a similar content to their podcast and maybe either having them as a guest on your show or being a guest on their show is a great way to get people to come and sample what it is that you're doing so Mm -hmm. if you're a little guy in that then it's it's good because you're getting new people to sample. Um, but even if you're the the big guy, there's value in um, you know having new people come in that are taking a different approach to content and and adding that new dimension to your show. So right. I think lots, that's a that's a win-win scenario. That's why a lot of podcasters, whether you're big or small, are willing to bring new people onto their show and help them promote their own show.
0: Really cool thing about Dave is he's not only watching the trends, but he's been very helpful for me as. I, you know, when I left iHeartRadio, and I got some equipment for the uh, podcast, and he was available to help me get started. the The really cool thing is, as a coach, uh, you don't mind that term, do you?
1: <laughs> you, you? You've been calling me that for a long time. I'm just yeah, used to it.
0: I now, have. So. I, <laughs> I, I just had. he's the coach. <laughs> Um, So what I thought I would do, uh, Dave, is uh, let people in this podcast get some free advice from you. And then you can actually tell some of the folks what I still need to work on. Yeah. Hey, look, yeah. I'm, I'm not proud. How much do we Oh, thanks. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Indeed. Let's see. sync this podcast. What are some of the things? Let's just say that there's somebody listening and you go, I've always wanted to do a podcast. Coach, what do I need to start with?
1: Yeah, and look, I, I actually get a lot of people asking me that question, and it's it's a complex question because it really depends on what your what your goals are and how serious you are. So, I think you know, I've known guys that have started a podcast with with nothing more than a, a phone and recording their own voice on their own phone, not doing any editing whatsoever, and just putting it out there on iTunes. So there's there's like there can literally be a zero dollar barrier barrier of entry for podcasting, and it goes all the way up to you know really professional. Setups where you're talking about uh, microphones and mixing boards and editing software and uh, websites and all those kind of things that can get really expensive. And I, I think that you know to really get started, I think. And, and, and again, I know something that you and I talked about quite a bit is is, is audio quality. To me, right. it always falls back on that. Is you can have fantastic content, and if your audio audio quality is poor, it just it it can make it difficult to listen, and people just will not stick with you. And so, you know, I think even before you have great content, you had to have to have great quality audio. Yeah. Now, to me, that's where I'd say, if you want to spend a little bit of money, get a microphone, even if you want to do it on your iPhone, get one of those external microphones for your iPhone. So you can really have that good quality sound. So people aren't, aren't put off by the quality of sound versus the content that you're putting.
0: Out. Yeah. And you can find several of those right there. I mean, you can Google it and find those kinds oh, yeah. of microphones that are compatible with an iPhone. Um, do you want to tell them exactly how I don't have all of the equipment together? I I, I don't mind fessing up.
1: Yeah, you know, and I, I think you know, the the thing I would have done differently in your scenario is, you know, <laughs> you, you went out there and you and you grabbed a mixing board pretty early on in, in your process. And I think there's some really good solutions. If you want to spend a few hundred dollars on a mixing board, the road—I think I'm pronouncing that correctly—the road— um, Uh, Podcaster uh, mixing board is just a fantastic solution because it does multi-track recording. It has sort of a button bar setup where you can play audio clips with just press of a button. Um, It can record straight into an SD card, so you can literally pick it up and go somewhere with it. Mm -hmm. Um, As long as you got your mics, you know, and you can record anything right there on the fly and bring it back to your studio at home and edit it all so it's it's fantastic solution you know so I say if you if you have a little bit of money to spend that's a great way to go if you want to start with a little bit cheaper setup a friend of mine that just started a podcast um, he started off with doing uh, one of these foresight mic interfaces that mm-hmm. for the computer so basically it's USB you plug right. in an XLR microphone into it and if you don't know what XLR microphones if you're if you're if you're, if you're if you're if you're serious about podcasting you must have an XLR microphone and if you don't know what that is I'd say look that up online there's plenty of information about what those are um, Professional. Quality mm-hmm. audio is what you're going to get with an XLR XLR microphone. Uh, I think doing something like that with a mic interface right into your computer is something where you can get you can get a really really good quality sound into your computer very easily and very cheaply. So we're talking you by the time you buy a decent uh, microphone and one of those interfaces, you're mm-hmm. talking maybe 200 bucks.
0: Yeah, there, it's not a lot. So you don't need to have like now. I'm using a Sennheiser MKE. Uh, 600. Which is a uh,
1: fantastic mic, by the way.
0: Yeah. David was trying to say, well, I think you spent your money in the wrong places and didn't uh, have everything ready to go for the podcast. What what I was trying to do when I asked you how my setup was, you know how Dave is being heard. You want to tell him?
1: Oh, oh yeah. Well, I'm on the phone. I'm I actually, this is a, uh, <laughs> this is just an earpiece that I'm using and yeah. I'm calling in o- over the phones. So and,
0: yeah, and how am I recording you?
1: And you, you, I think you're holding your phone up to up to a microphone, but that Sennheiser microphone.
0: That that is correct.
1: <laughs> Which that that is a, a skinny your teeth kind of uh, approach to podcasting yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm glad you put it that way. You've said it in other words before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we do have the podcast marked in the clean category. so
1: Yeah, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I want to back up, pick up something uh, that you said earlier, David, finding out what your goals are. It's kind of like, what's your motivation? Like the actor question, what's my motivation? Uh, don't you have to kind of get an idea of what you want to be first before you grow up?
1: Yeah, look, I I think you're spot on, Scotty. I I think, you know, the one thing that I see um, new podcasters really mess up on is trying to think about what is the podcast that people want to hear. I I think what you have to think about is what's the podcast you want to hear? What's the podcast that gets you excited about creating content for it? Because at the end of the day, if you don't get excited about it, it's not going to make any difference because you're not going to stick with it. It's a lot of work. If you think a podcast is easy, you're wrong. It takes a lot of time and a lot of effort to do it right. And I think if you find something that you get excited about, you're going to get fired up about getting in there and creating content for it. And that's going to come over. Podcasting is not about, about appealing to everybody. It's about finding your niche. It's about finding that, that audience that nobody's really serving that well, that you can, you can wedge yourself in there and really, really give them something they are not getting anywhere else.
0: One of the things that I read about, and you mentioned this when we work together, if you don't have a lot of passion, that's going to come through and you don't want that. You want, you want excitement.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And people, people see right through that stuff. You know, if you're faking it, people will know. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think even more importantly, like I was saying, Forget the fact that people even will know you're going to know and you're not going to enjoy yourself. And if you don't enjoy doing a podcast, unless you have a team of writers that can support you and keep right. you rolling, you're not going <laughs> to keep going. So yeah, you're a one-man right. band like we are, um, where you're just trying to create your own content and be your own salesperson and, and be your own uh, technical person. That's right. And you better, you better be doing something you love.
0: And if you don't love doing that, you could always blog. But uh, I, I like doing both.
1: I do too. I I think I think they for me they're totally different niches. There's things that fit really well on each one of those things. And I Mm -hmm. I I love audio, but um, there's things you know like tutorial type of stuff where to teach somebody something. I think a blog is a very appealing format.
0: What do you think about um, some people that get into podcasting want to make it as a a point of profit? Maybe a, a product or service.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think you can certainly do that. And I think it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And you've got to have a lot of listeners to make any money doing podcasting. If you think you're going to make a living on it, Um, you, you've really got to have tens of thousands of listeners. You know, if you think your, your podcast that gets a hundred listeners, um, every time you upload one is a lot, um, advertisers aren't going to care about that. What advertisers want is they're going to want to, and there's a lot of platforms out there that can help you gather these, these statistics, but they want to know how many people are going to download it in that first week or two. Right. You know, when they're when they don't care how many people download it over the course of a year or a month. They want to know when that thing hits, how many people can I count on hearing my message? Because with most advertisers, the message they hear they, they want to put out there today is not necessarily the message they want a month from now. So it doesn't really help them if your podcast has tons of downloads over a really long time. They don't know their message gonna get out there with some frequency right off the bat. Yeah. And so, um, so making money like that is tough. I think the like what you've done by really building sponsorships through relationships is a smart way to go and I think you know you really you know I did sales a little bit too sure you know really sales at the end of the day is always about relationships so um, I would say if you if you want to make money on it um, start off with the people that you know own businesses that you already have a relationship with yeah and and try to serve them super well. The people listening to podcasts are those people under 30 that's definitely the biggest demographic out there but that doesn't mean that a podcast is focused on people that are 50 or 55 or even 60 can't work the thing is like i said earlier you know it's it's all about narrowcasting casting, really finding a way to serve people incredibly well that aren't getting served very well right now so i think your your demographic has to be the people that you're passionate about creating content for so you know i just I, I, people that, that were like i want to you know create a show that you know again If you're focused on making the money and not making content that you care about, you're probably going to lose. Do
0: you have uh, do you have any recommendations? Because you know what? I've talked to several people that have wanted to do podcasting, and they certainly don't want to ask me advice because I'm just getting started. <laughs> and there's the coach and he has all the answers. But <laughs> I don't know about that. Now. Yeah, well, you know what? you have a lot of them. and some of the folks that I know that have uh, you know, dipped their toe into podcasting, you know what they've done. they've they've gone to podcasts they like. And then they, you know, see, oh, well, this guy acts kind of crazy. I'll take something from him or I'll do something from this, you know, and radio people like to do uh, their own podcasts. And that can be a liability.
1: Oh, I think it is a liability. and You know how I feel about this, Scotty. I've got very strong feelings about because, you know, look, we're, I was a DJ, too, and I, I did it for, you know, 30 years. And, um, it's hard as a DJ, somebody was on the radio and told to talk a certain way for all their entire career to break out of that. Mm-hmm. But you know, that there was definitely a time when, when radio presentation was all about having a certain sound.
0: Yeah. And I think the I school think that, of, it was like the school yeah. of radio. Announcing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: no, totally. You know, and we've all done that, you know, thinking that was an awesome thing. Yeah. But all I right. think even in the latter days of radio, you know, the. The sort of genuine, real voice is really what people can relate to, because it, it, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. The moment people feel like you're not being genuine, then you've lost them. Because we, we're we're talking to a generation now, and those sub thirty folks, that man, they have got a B.S. sensor a mile wide, and you're you're not fooling them. You know, so you got you've got to find a way to be as genuine and real as you possibly can every single time you turn the microphone on.
0: Have you had people come up to you and and you've seen their podcasts? And what I guess the question I'm trying to ask before I ask about my review, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I think there are mistakes that I've made. You know, the I, I look at myself and the things that I've done. And, and, and some of the things I've talked about earlier in this, this show here is that I got so super focused on. You know, maybe starting off with a topic that that I really cared about and then trying to say, well, nobody's going to really want to listen to that. Maybe I need to do more of this and less of that. Breaking away from what you care about is the biggest mistake that you can ever make in a podcast. If, if you listen to podcasts that not by the famous people and everything, you like the, the ones that have been surprise hits. And I think about this. This is two guys that used to do this podcast for Game of Thrones when it was on. It's just two guys. They'd never done a podcast before, but man, they loved Game of Thrones, and they got out there, and it was the most entertaining show. They blew away most guys that had spent an entire career in radio, with the quality of content that they were creating. It was just two guys doing what they cared about. Mm-hmm. They, and the, you know, it wasn't a bunch of in jokes, which is something that really bothered me. That's something I do see a lot of, a lot of podcasts
0: kind of yucks. Yeah, I call Vegas. them yuck yucks.
1: Well, yeah, you know, you they get on there and there's all these inside jokes. So, you know, if somebody comes into your podcast and they start on episode 40 and you're making all these jokes that are references back to episode 17, they don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're, they're, they're gone. They're like, you know what? There's 800,000 podcasts out there. Yeah, I don't have time yeah. for this. I you think radio's tough with, you know, with, with 15 stations on, on the dial, man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: there's
1: 800,000 podcasts on iTunes.
0: Um, When you were talking about having the inside jokes and kind of going all over the road, do you recommend, and you and I have talked about this, find kind of a niche, but I'm kind of all over the place. Sometimes I'll have uh, business folks come in, marketing trends that are about to happen after COVID, predictions really, uh, after the pandemic. Quarantine is over. How is business going to get looked at? And I've had my uh, bonus daughter nurse on from New Orleans. That was the biggest one. And I didn't even have iTunes to power that one. I got over 500 uh, downloads on that one.
1: Which actually is a really good number considering you know that you're just starting out.
0: I'm not so on so love, iTunes, I love, but I need to yeah. I need to be. And well let's talk yeah. about that. How do you distribute well, the podcast? What's the best way to get started there?
1: Well real quick, go back to your, your question. I, I think you know, focus is really is really vitally important to a podcast. I think you got to think about the commonality of your own listeners. You know, if, if, if you think about it, even from a blog perspective, if someone subscribes to a blog or they come back to a blog, they have an expectation of what that blog is going to deliver on in a given time. So if they, if they become a fan of your blog, and you're not delivering the same kind of content, something, some something with some commonalities for what you've done before. You're probably going to lose them, and it's, I think it's the same thing with a podcast. If you're if you're not delivering on expectations for when people subscribe to your podcast, then you're probably not going to keep that subscriber.
0: Okay. I do want to get to the distribution part. And you and I had talked about this because I'm on actually two platforms. I was on, uh, oh, goodness, Anchor was one. And then I just jumped over to Fireside. I love Fireside. But um, you know what's so funny is that um, you had talked to me about making sure that I'm going to be prepared before I go to like the iTunes level. Can you kind of explain what that is?
1: Yeah. A lot of people just want to kind of muscle through and put their stuff out there and hope for the best. And I think that making sure that, that you're getting all the details right. You know, things as simple as naming you the names of your episodes well, using the right kinds of keywords. Um, using the right kind of categories in iTunes, because iTunes has a you know sort of a category system. So if you're if you're not picking well with those categories, you may not get discovered. Or you may even if you get discovered, you may not like have. You may actually be pigeonholing yourself too much, where you're not actually reaching the people that have the greatest potential to grow your podcast listenership.
0: You, you're robbing yourself. You're not giving you a chance to, yeah. yourself to succeed.
1: Yeah. So I, I think you know making sure that you've really got all the details right before you start promoting it is critical, and that's you know that's kind of a marketing one-on-one thing. You know you don't want to have a product that's sort of half baked and then go out there and spend a bunch of money on promoting it because. You can't make a you know a first impression a second time. You only get that chance one time, and if people come and sample you, you got to make sure your your artwork's going to be right. That's a, right. that's a, you know I just talked about that one recently. And at, mm-hmm. having good artwork, if you're thinking about hey it'd be really cool to have a pair of headphones on my artwork for my podcast, you're wrong because that's what everyone <laughs> else is doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to find something that is a unique identifier. It really sells your brand.
0: One of the one of the questions I ask you. Uh, And this is the longest podcast I've ever done. I ask, okay, Dave, coach, how long should the podcast be?
1: And, and, you know, I think think you and I might even have different opinions about this. And my opinion is, and this is a little different considering we're in the COVID world at the moment, but if you're listening to this podcast in the future, then it's maybe not like that anymore. I think it's important that you have a podcast that fills a typical drive time on the way home from work or the way to work. So, you know, to me, that 30-minute, 20-minute podcast is just about right. You know, there's definitely some software out there that will fire off the next podcast, but you don't want to count on people listening to, to you in any one particular way. You want to have something that um, really is going to get you the most bang for your your promotional buck that really is gonna advance your brand. And I think having something where people aren't gonna get halfway to work and then your podcast ends, you don't want that experience for people because then you're like, Well, you know what, I like that podcast, but I don't really feel like loading up a bunch of podcasts before I go to work or finding something else to listen to. And there's only one new episode this week. Right. So what am I going to do with that other 10 minutes or 15 or 20 minutes on the way to work? So I think filling up that time and making sure you give something that really works. Because that's where most people are listening to you, is in the car. Got it's you. just like radio.
0: Right. Um, one final question. It's about me. Uh, <laughs> I, I want you to critique what I do and the things I need to work on.
1: Oh God, Scotty, you really put me on the spot. <laughs>
0: well, I'm just I'm
1: putting it out there.
0: You you told me to be raw and real with the podcast. Yeah,
1: that you sometimes you're coming back and you're firing off with a with an off the cuff follow up question. Right. Because your listeners are thinking, Man, I wish you would have asked him that because I, li- I really like that that line of answer, right. you know, and to take that another step. And if you just move on to the next thing, then you've kind of disappointed the listener a little bit. That's something I think you could still improve on. I think yeah. you're doing better than you were early on. If you want to get promoted on iTunes and get them to show you to people that they're starting searching for you, then you know you need to have comments. You need to have people have like your show. You need to have people actually engaging with it in iTunes. So encourage people to do that. Go, hey, if you like the show, go leave a comment. If you hated the show, go leave a comment. One of my favorite things I've seen people do is read some of those comments from iTunes and make those people famous. People love that stuff.
0: All good information, uh, Dave. Uh, I guess it's about time to land this plane. And, and maybe there's been somebody listening to the podcast that's going, Oh, I wish Dave would answer this question, or I have this question for Dave. Is there any way that people can reach out to you, uh, kind of like I do, for free advice? Can people email you?
1: Yeah, look, um, I'll give you this is my personal email. It's not it's actually not a business email. I I didn't think far enough ahead for that. But um, it's and I'll spell it for you, too. It's Dave Sorge, D-A-V-E-S-O-R-G-E at gmail.com. And, you know, anybody's got a question about podcasting or the technical side, the content, whatever you want. um, By all means, reach out to me and ask any question you like.
0: There you go. Dave Sorge at gmail.com. Free advice. Got to take him up on it. Dave, thank you so much for being here on the Scotty Mac with Cheese podcast, powered by Marken Properties. Go see those pics online. You'll say, that's the place. Marken Properties, M-A-R-K-E-N Properties.com. Dave, thank you so much. Thank you.